Now it's time to play Which Host Did This? Andrew McKay, Jenna Barr, or Bobby Rossi? This host worked as a bartender in England. Who could it be? Who is it? The correct answer is Andrew McKay. Get to know our local hosts by listening to News Radio 92.3. 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. got a pretty mouth you know I do. have you seen the movie i mean of i'm course. sure you have yeah oh. i learned how to play banjo i learned how to play this song and this then is, that, it's called dueling banjos and i learned uh, i can only do the beginning and then the yankee doodle part but D- deliverance so is hard. the number one movie people wish they could unsee <laughs> i mean that's yeah well ooh. no and they're like have you seen the movie and i'm like oh what is what could i mean they're just what can canoeing. it be how, how bad could it be Bad. Yeah, and now when you watch Roseanne reruns, it's like, wow, Dan's dad was uh, assaulted in the woods by another gentleman. Hard. It hurt. Oh, 5'11, News Radio 92. So That's-, That's a fun song, though. Look, we let it play it's all the way through. me up. Uh, you, it started to play, and I'm like, the what? I meant to play Our City Fireflies. Oh, God. <laughs> Not totally the same. different song. Yeah, yeah, slightly different. Sorry. Good all morning. All right. Good morning. It's garbage day for some of us. So let's <laughs> 512 on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. And uh, sure enough, dueling banjos. Why not? Why wouldn't you? Hey, you you never know what you're going to get on this show in the 5 o'clock hour. Let That's, me say that amen is 100%. To that. Yeah. Well, God so since we're everyone. here, um, I mean, I don't know where we are, but we're definitely not there. So since we're here, we're going um, to talk about insulting. this story. This okay. is... I. <laughs> This has been on my list of things to like talk about for I don't know probably before Christmas even and I sometimes keep things long enough if they're like super weird or captivating or or strange or uh, about sex uh, all of which is <laughs> it, it, at play in this particular story the five a.m. hour that's right no oh I'm I'm it's even worse than I thought uh, uh no this is that's that can't be right the date on the story is October seventh I certainly didn't have it on my list for that long um but probably about a month now from the New York Post anyway. Here's the headline. I don't, we're just we're just in a weird place, and we're gonna go with it. Um, the head the headline is secret dating code singles are using to hook up at the supermarket revealed. <laughs> There's I'm just gonna read you the story because it's funny. There's plenty. There are plenty is a plural. Um, there are plenty of things. <laughs> Sorry, you know, it's a New York Post. You can do better. There's plenty of things you can pick up at the supermarket these days, apparently including an eligible partner. Oh, do tell. The trick trick to finding a single person who is ready to mingle, that's a euphemism, while grabbing your groceries, so to speak, is a, quote, secret dating code. 
that only those at grabbing your groceries. I kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> Go grab groceries. That's a saying, though. That's, 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 a, that's a Southern thing. Yeah, Kyle Ross used to say that. Grabbing Louisiana your thing. Let's go grab groceries. No, no, no. Okay. You're missing my point. I hear what you're saying now. Turn them <laughs> uh, grabbing your groceries isn't always about the produce. Grabbing your groceries is a secret dating code that only those with their eyes on more than just their shopping lists know about. Former Bachelor star and noted anthropologist, Brittany, <laughs> I added that part, Brittany Hockley, you know that name at all? You ever watch Bachelor? Is that your thing? No, no I didn't. Merrily, who used to work here, just loved yeah, it. Yeah, Merrily was an advocate. Um, she's so sweet. I'm, uh, I've watched like, I, pro- I probably watched a season or something or t- maybe episodes here and there, but yeah, it's never my show. I know what it is. Um, former Bachelor star and not noted anthropologist, Brittany Hockley, shared the surprising hookup technique after she discovered there are hidden messages behind placing a bunch of bananas, a pineapple, or a peach in your cart if you're single. Now, as a guy who does the grocery shopping, I, I kind of want to make sure I don't do any of this inadvertently. You know, because I don't want to accidentally wind up in a divorce. Um, so here we go. Hey, you with the bananas. You can, <laughs> <laughs> you know, or that piece. You can go and pick up in a supermarket, and there are all these secret signs and signals depending on what you have in your cart. She said on Life Uncut, a podcast apparently, that she co-hosts with fellow Bachelor alum Laura Byrne. Oh, look at all the girls back together again. You have to get a cart, okay, dirt, and you go to the fruit aisle, and if you pick up a bunch of bananas. If they're upright, so the curve is... That's not upright. So the curve is facing up in the top of the car. That's not upright. That's inverted. Am I, I wrong? I would think that's... Yeah. You're up, correct. Upright is stems up. Okay? I, would, I would assume so. Yeah. Which I suppose if you're thinking about the dreidel shape of the banana, uh, there's basically stems up, sideways, or inverted is what I would call I'd it. I never you know? put that much thought into yeah, it. Yeah, me either. Yeah. But here we are. We're in the middle of this story. Can't stop now. I'm not asking you to. If um, <laughs> if you pick up a bunch of bananas, if they're upright, so the curve is facing up in the top cart, as in like in the kid area. Right. Because you're also being sure to tell people you don't have kids because there's no, not one in the cart. Um, that means you're single. Oh. Apparently. Uh, now, if you just want to buy bananas, but you're not looking for any extra produce, you turn them the other way down. So that means that you're not open or looking or what like most normal people stick bananas in the cart, you know, which sure. is the bottoms down and the, the stems up. Um, other signals that she said that people in the singles club use include placing an upside down pineapple in your cart. What does that even mean? Also, how on would you get it to stay That's what I'm down. saying. Yeah, like on the, on the stem so that the fruit is like the but bottom of the pineapple is up in the air. I mean, that's a little bit too metaphorical. But I mean, is that like? Hey, <laughs> but I don't even know how you would do that. You'd probably hurt yourself trying. Well, you know, maybe that is because everybody's going to buy a pineapple. You know, but yes, you would. Yeah. yeah. So, you, so if you go and you see that somebody's got the pineapple butt end up in the cart, I mean, that doesn't happen by accident. That's not going to just. Oh, look! At, I don't know how it happened. You know, um, then that's the that's another signal. So I guess it's it's meant to be one that's kind of hard to inadvertently stumble into. Uh, but if you're looking for a relationship, as opposed to just you know, you know just casual, hanging out for a few hours, casual grabbing of the <laughs> groceries. Minutes, yeah. Um, and it says here. Uh, let's see. If you're looking for a relationship, you need to grab a peach, revealing that you place the fruit in the cart of the person you're interested in. So you if, just walk uh, around, put if, peaches in people's carts. Well, desperate, horny people apparently. Oh no, no, no! Desperate, commitment-seeking people apparently because it's oh, commi- right. Yeah, because <laughs> sure. But what what kind of person wants to build a relationship with somebody who 
is saying they want to build a relationship based on the fact that they've seen you in the grocery store. Well, I guess it depends like on the store. Like, that's a little premature. Because, like, don't you hit different stores? I do. Okay, all right, fair enough. Right. Um, this is my question. If he, uh, where are we at? Uh, yeah. If he doesn't have a bunch of bananas upright, what happens? Well, you know, like, if you've got the peach move, mm-hmm. but then the pineapple and the banana trick or, you know, the, ta- the banana of the tailpipe are not happening here, um, then, um, so to speak, wow. um, then what happens? Well, you're just throwing peaches out left, right, and center. <laughs> okay, so there you go. <laughs> now... <laughs> Told you it's worth it. No, it totally is. Yeah, <laughs> go dogs. Now, now I, now I think that now that if you know now that the secret's out because once we say it on the Pensacola Morning News, everybody knows. Um, you know, now that the secret's out, I just wonder how many, you know, people are gonna mess with other people just to see. Because I, I, I'll be honest with you, the um, uh, the the uh, mischievous person inside of me would be tempted to like invert the bananas and put the banana oh, upside, just put the pineapples upside yeah, down yeah. and then just have like a, a little stock trove of random peaches you know <laughs> just throw like, people's cards and hope see, for the best let's just see what happens i'm just kind of curious you know <laughs> if anything would happen and then you know my wife asks me why i'd be like oh, uh science i was doing research for the show show prep is what i was doing that's, that's a that really good about. idea yeah no that's good uh for- <laughs> you get your butt kicked by two different people <laughs> Or more, depending on how many peaches oh, go in carts. Oh, no. It'd be right. much more violent and much more in my sleep than that. 519 on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. <laughs> when you're an innovative business, every blinking cursor, every blank page is an opportunity. What will you do with it? Will you make something better or create something new? Our Dell Technologies advisors provide you with tools and expertise to do incredible things. Because we believe there's an innovator in all of us. For advice on smart PCs powered by Intel vPro that's built for business, call a Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. At Mucinex, we don't believe in cold and flu season. We only believe in comeback season, which starts with 12-hour relief. Just one dose of Mucinex DM provides 12 hours of relief for cough and chest congestion day or night. That's three times longer than those four-hour cough liquids. So say goodbye to cold and flu season and hello to comeback season with Mucinex DM. Nothing lasts longer among over-the-counter cold and cough medicine. Get relief that lasts with Mucinex DM. Use as directed. Is your house making you sick? Learn about the hazards lurking in your home that can affect your health due to high humidity levels and excess moisture. High humidity levels and excess moisture inside the home are the leading cause of insect infestation, mold, mildew, musty odors, and fungi, which can result in making you sick. Condensations on windows and vents, blistering or peeling paint, and cupping of hardwood floors are all signs of high humidity levels and excess moisture. Learn more today at 9 on Pep Talk with Lisa Murphy from Southern Climate Solutions. Wake up with Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News. Lifestyle talk with Jenna Barr and Pep Talk. Drive home with Bobby Rossi and Pensacola right now on News Radio 923. from the video, which is impressive. She was in a dance hall. Okay. (laughs) 
are a little plus middle aged now. Um, you know who's plus middle aged? Oh, wow. You just threw a pen at me. Um, you know who's middle aged plus? Pat Benatar. Yeah, I know. She had a birthday yesterday. You want to take a shot at this? 29. Yeah, that's right. 29. Four, three, seven, six. How, how old is she? 70. No, she is not. Yes. Seven, zero. <laughs> You you can't picture. That's not true, That's is it? Really? One hundred percent accurate. Yeah, she turned seventy yesterday. I know. I know. It's like you feel like all of your childhood was just ripped out of your throat. I know. My, my whole life has been a lie. <laughs> not right. Um, in fact, here I was I was going to pull it up because I I didn't. This is not in today's show prep because it was yesterday's story. But I did. I saw a follow up on it. I'm trying to find yesterday's prep here while I stall. So she was um, almost forty in that dance hall. Yeah, like no, 35, right? No, that was a lot longer ago than you think. No, I know that it was. That's what I'm saying. No, it was, uh, it was a long time ago. <laughs> if I was... I'm going to have to find it while David is doing the news because I can't. I don't have it right in front of him, but uh, let's go in the newsroom. David God, Wayne's so got rude, our headlines, David. David. Yeah, why are you interrupting the show, David? Oh, I'm sorry, guys. That's just how I... Now I get the pen. Yes. The Pentagon dropping its COVID-19 vaccine mandate uh, on Tuesday. Officials dropped the vaccination requirement across the military, although the Defense Department will continue to promote and encourage COVID shots for their service members. Uh, six people were injured after a suspected knife attack. This was at a Paris railway station. Paris police spokeswoman says the suspect, armed with a knife, started attacking people, uh, and police shot uh, shot the alleged attacker. Paris authorities say the uh, suspect and one of the victims in critical condition. And Wells Fargo is now pulling back from the U.S. housing market. A report from CNBC says the biggest mortgage lending bank in America is now shrinking its mortgage business, and they plan to focus instead on home loans for their existing customers and for borrowers in minority communities. Hmm. So uh, probably see some layoffs from them soon. Interesting. All right. Uh, thanks so much for the update. By the way, that uh, Paris stabbing story in a train station that's um that's like a personal one for me and this is a this is a weird so i don't tell an awful lot but um when we were backpacking across europe at one point when i had worked in england as the top of the hour you know teaser right you right about yeah. your host thing. i worked as a bartender in england for a little while and then you know what you're supposed to do is you make enough money so that you can afford to then not work while you backpack around europe and we did that and we were in a um, see, we were in the train station in where I'm trying to remember. Maybe it was in Rouen. I think it was in Rouen, France. Uh, after we had um, uh, come over from England, and we were just playing cards on the ground and you know hanging out as you do, waiting for our train. Right. And this group of I can only call them gypsies. Uh, you know, and not in a pejorative sense, but that's what you would call them too. Um, came over and kind of hanging out and talking to us, and I was talking to them because I knew enough French to talk with them. And um, they were kind of weird and friendly, and it's fine, no big deal, whatever. Well, then when the trains were about to come, I noticed that this group of gypsies was no longer being friendly with people. They were robbing people in the train station. And they were some scary folks. And there were three of us, me and a guy and a girl. And um, we were like, quick, get on the train. <laughs> you know, like, get on the train, get away from these people. And uh, I think we might have called the police at one point because we'd seen what was going on. I don't know. It was, I, it's a little vague. It's like 40 years ago, uh, 35 years ago. And uh, we got on the train and they like followed us on the train. And then when we went into a room with some other people, they like kept on going and whatever. I'm like, oh, so that was close. Wow. <laughs> Which is a good note that um, train stations, middle of the night, aren't always 100% safe, even in the United States, let alone in any yeah, country right, around the world. Sure. So, yeah, uh, fun story. There you go. 525 on News Radio 92. Yeah, thanks for bringing down the room. So, yeah, Andrew almost welcome. got stabbed uh, in, so, in France. Um, yeah. Oh, that right. could be the next one. 
It could be the next. The, yeah, Which host almost, almost got, got stabbed, stabbed in France? In France. Right. Ooh la la! Who is it? <laughs> Andrew McKay. Very ding, authentic. Ding, ding. Thank you. Um, yeah. So <laughs> yesterday, see. Pat Benatar turned seventy, and then the other one on that list that it, it caught me was um, you want to guess Rod Stewart's age? Same birthday, by the way. Yesterday. I don't know. Uh, Fifty? I guess not. Seventy-eight. Which, you know, yeah, Rod Stewart's know never really was... looked young. No, right, right. And I remember him being in the faces when I right. was, you know, before I was in school. And just in case that freaks you out, um, just remember that your president <laughs> is now, how old is Joe Biden? Is he 94? What is Joe Biden's age? Stop. I know. It's, uh, was he 84? Is that right? So I have my, no, no he's, he's 80. Not. He's 80. That's right. He's 80. Okay. That's weird too. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, and by the way, Love is the Battlefield is 1983. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So she would have been. nine years ago. She would have been 31, 39 years since Love is a Battlefield. Just FYI. Uh, five t- <laughs> Amazing how you're 29 and you remember a video from two years before you were born. Are you going to pull logic out on no, me? No, oh, no. Okay. Not Thanks, even a little professor. bit. No. Where was I at? Uh, 526 oh, here on News Radio 92.3. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my goodness. Um, but she was way too old to be in that dance hall. That's exactly Poor lady. right. Yeah, not appropriate at all. Uh, okay, so let's see. Uh, we did the dating code, that story that's been waiting around for like four months on my... Uh, oh, th- this is actually uh, kind of interesting. Egg prices are crazy. Have you tried to buy eggs lately? Oh, my God. It's, oh, yeah, I had um, to take out like a mortgage loan. I saw Romy White had a post on her Facebook page. She's the uh, South Santa Rosa News uh, publisher. She is wonderful. And she had a... It was a grocery cart full of egg cartons from... Walmart is what oh. they look like, the Walmart, mm-hmm. the kind of tealish sort of colored ones. And she said, when I win the lottery, I know what I'm doing, or something like that, you know, <laughs> right. which is right. right. Somebody else. And I didn't get it at first until I connected it with some of the other news. Somebody had a um, Pensacola Foodies. They had a picture of a carton of eggs, and then they had three eggs wrapped up in a very loose-looking baggie. You know, <laughs> like they were <laughs> like, it's like they were repack. Yeah, like yeah. it was drugs, <laughs> and they were repackaging, and they're like... Taking offers, I know what I've got. <laughs> hey, baby, you want to buy a cage-free God. brown? Huh? So, so <laughs> eggs, eggs. If you're if you're wondering, you know, is it have they really gone up, or is it just my imagination? No, it's not your imagination, and it's you know, it's not the Putin price hike. This is not because of uh, Putin. Neither is anything else. Not much. Uh, but no, it's because of the bird flu, the swine, the uh, the avian bird flu, which killed off. They had to kill off all of these, uh, you know, egg laying chickens. And weirdly, and here's the question that you want to ask is, okay, so the price of eggs has gone way up from January of 2019. It was a buck fifty, And even mm-hmm. like a year ago, it was like a buck seventy two. Okay. Um, and then now it's three fifty nine is the average price of a dozen eggs. So that's 30 cents an egg, which, you know, you start doing the calculus, like that's a, that's an, every omelet starts at a dollar, right? Which is, yeah, that's you know, true. historically sure. eggs are basically free. I mean, they're like 10 cents a piece. Okay. You can find eggs for about 10 cents historically. And uh, like, you know, buck 50 for a dozen is about right or cheaper if you go to the right places. But anyway, three fifty a dozen and you start to wonder and four bucks a dozen in some places. Uh, it's, you know, nuts. And you're like, how is it that eggs are so expensive? Meanwhile, chicken is only slightly elevated. Chicken pre-pandemic was like, uh, I don't know, buck 80, two bucks, something like that. And now it's, you know, depending on where you go, I mean, some places it's more than this because you spend more to avoid the people you don't want to see in the grocery store. That's why you go there. Anyway, um, uh, it's like 250, three bucks, something like that. So it's a little elevated, but eggs are like triple to four times their original price. And again, it's because of the, the, the bird flu. More than 43 million of the 58 million birds slaughtered over the past year to control the virus 
were among egg-laying chickens, so it disproportionately fell in egg farms as opposed to chicken for meat farms, which are, of course, not the same. Um, Some farms with more than a million birds apiece in major egg-producing states like David's Iowa, um, they had to kill off all of their birds because of that. So, you know, people are not happy buying the eggs, which is true. And, um, you know, it's just... And it's still cheap, okay? Eggs are still cheap. If you think about, like, how much it takes to make a meal... No, sure. As far as protein goes, you know, what's a, about a half a pound of meat makes a meal, right? Which, depending on whether it's chicken or, or beef, is you know, in the cut. Obviously, you're talking about a couple of bucks. Well, for three eggs, it's only a buck twenty still. So it's still cheaper, you know, by weight. It's just that it's way more than it has ever been in the past, which makes price sensitive people like me chicken. Sorry, to buy too many of them. <laughs> I feel really bad about that choice. That was not a good choice at all. (laughs) I couldn't get the crickets ready. Yeah, no, even the crickets were stunned at that one. Uh, David, what do you have coming up, sir? A law that would require background checks to buy ammunition has now been filed for a third time in Tallahassee. President Biden says he was surprised to learn that classified documents had been taken to a private office he was using and doesn't know what's in them. He also said his lawyers have sent them where they belong. And we're cooperating fully. But in light of former President Trump and the probe of documents found at his estate, Speaker Kevin McCarthy tells Fox's Hannity the president's behaving like a hypocrite. They think the law doesn't apply to them. House Republicans are asking U.S. intel for a damage assessment on those documents. Fox's Jill Nato. House Republicans vote to investigate the Justice Department and other federal agencies they accuse of punishing and silencing conservatives. Democrats called an attack on law enforcement. Subcommittee Chair Ohio Republican Jim Jordan on Fox's Hannity. They said this is political and we're going to fight it tooth and nail. Why? We're protecting the First Amendment. Who will serve on this subcommittee hasn't been announced yet. It was approved on a party line vote. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning. It's News Radio 923, 531. I'm David Wayne. Right now, 59 degrees, partly cloudy in Pensacola. PPD has announced the arrest of a 51 year old woman in connection with that bank robbery attempt at the Synovus Bank on Bayou Boulevard yesterday morning. Rasheka Linnell Marshall facing charges in the case. In the state of Florida, if you threaten to use a weapon or you tell them in a note that you have a weapon, it's the same thing as displaying a weapon. So, um, that's that's the charge that she's facing. She's facing attempted robbery with a firearm and attempted grand theft. PPD's Mike Wood there. He says yesterday morning, Marshall allegedly entered that bank, provided a note to a teller saying she had a gun and wanted money. No money was exchanged. The suspect ultimately left the bank on foot yesterday. Mayor D.C. Reeves says the police department's SWAT tactical rescue vehicle is outdated. And that's something that he intends to resolve by using carry forward funds, which is unspent money from the city's uh, budget last year. You think about not just the safety of our community, but the safety of SWAT officers who uh, put their lives on the line in the most risky situations that we have. It's one of several investments that the Pensacola City Council will be voting on at their upcoming meeting next Thursday. Reeves says all of them are within three key areas, public safety, strategic planning, and parks and facilities maintenance. Scambia School Superintendent Dr. Tim Smith standing by his decision to make an outside hire as the next principal for Bellevue Elementary. We have a new person coming into this school where this needs the appropriate thing for the, to happen here is for closure it, because the decision's already been made. 
And he was speaking with Channel 3. Smith says he followed the same process he would for any other administrator. And when he hired Ashley Kemp, some Bellevue teachers are behind a petition that would call for Smith to recall the hire and instead promote current assistant principal Christine Jenkins. They're expected to bring that uh, up at the next week or at the next school board meeting. A law that would require background checks to buy gun ammunition now filed for the third time in Tallahassee. So this is a, a common sense approach. It should be bipartisan. If we have to go through background checks for guns, then we should certainly equally have to go through background checks for the actual implements that do the harm. Democrat State Senator Tina Polsky there. She says people who've acquired guns illegally are still able to walk into a store and purchase ammunition because there's no background check required. The law, which is known as Jamie's Law, has been filed and not moved forward two other times. It is 534 News Radio 92.3. Cloudy and humid day out there today with temperatures warming near 74 degrees in the afternoon. 10% chance of a stray shower. Temperatures overnight dropping near 63. Showers and thunderstorms will return as we go into Thursday. 80% chance of rain in the afternoon and evening hours. High on Thursday near 75. Thursday night temperatures dropping near 44 with the rain chance starting to taper off. And Friday sunshine returns with temperatures cooling into the 50s. Stay connected to the Channel 3 News First Warning Weather Team. Download the WEAR. TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. And right now it's 59, partly cloudy in Pensacola, 61 in Gulf Breeze, 53 in Milton. Our next news at 6, breaking news anytime it happens. I'm David Wayne. This is News Radio 92.3, informative, local, and dependable. Brian Kilmeade, afternoons at 11. Everyone's too old. You know, why is Chuck Schumer 74 and Nancy Pelosi finally stepping aside but staying in Congress? Clyburn, 77. You know, the President of the United States, 80. President Trump, uh, 76. So people are getting up there in age. And in the President's case, obviously he's not aging well. And he's going to go for another four years. On News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Here's what's happening around Pensacola this week. Friday night, all 20s gangsters, mobsters, politicians, and malls will gather at the Bootleg Ball at the Museum of Commerce. Wear your 20s attire for the fundraising benefiting the University of West Florida Historic Trust. Visit Pensacola.com for more. Dress up or dress down and join the Pensacola Symphony for the annual Beethoven and Blue Jeans performance Saturday night at the Sanger Theater. Get ticket info at PensacolaSymphony.com. News Radio 92.3 AM 1620 is accepting applications for employment. Periodically, we have openings in sales, business, news, promotions, engineering, production, and programming. We'll keep your application for consideration when such an opening occurs. We also provide internships for qualified students. Apply online at News Radio 92.3 or at our studios at 7251 Plantation Road between 8.30 a.m. and 5.30 p.m. ADX Communications is an equal opportunity employer. Listen to News Radio on air at 92.3 FM, 95.3 FM, AM 1620, and online at newsradio923.com. Download our mobile app or listen through Alexa. Good 
Good morning, 537 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Uh, medium temperatures right now. It's still shorts weather, if you like. 556. It's going to be like 73 today, so it's, it's going to warm up. But this weekend is going to be back to cold. Not freezing, at least we don't think so, but mid-30s, so pretty cold overnight. So, you know, take care of your pets, your people, your uh, plants, you know, right? Your pipes. All, well, not your pipes. Your pipes would be okay. But uh, unless you're inland, which might be a little bit colder, you know, you, you do for yourself. Yesterday, we had a chance to talk to uh, Sheriff Chip Simmons. This can be kind of Sheriff Chip Simmons. Sheriff, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Good morning, Andrew. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So, um, apparently, the mandatory equipment when you go to play bingo is uh, to take your daubers and your bag and your concealed carry weapon just in case. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what the sign says. Shoes, <laughs> shirt, no, I'm not sure what, what that is. But. So, t- t- okay, tell me what happened in this case. This is at uh, Bingo Paradise. And, uh, well, the way I understand it, the guy was shooting outside and somehow or other winds up being detained by two citizens with concealed carry. You tell me what happened. Well, yeah, we had a 38-year-old David Lee Wilkerson uh, who we ended up charging. Uh, he was outside of that uh, Bingo Paradise and uh, acting a little strangely, and a couple of women walked in. He hit one of them with a the butt of the gun, uh, what we call pistol whipped. Um, one individual, then they went inside. He fired the gun into the uh, bingo paradise and at them. And then ultimately, two individuals that um, had a carrying concealed weapon held him at gunpoint uh, outside, detained him. So in the end, the end result is a alleged criminal is in custody. So that's the good news. That is the good news. But I have questions. Sure, you okay. always have. Because <laughs> listen, I, I have a concealed really carry, answers. and I want to. I want to make sure that people who have concealed carries or who think about these things, I want them to know the law, and I want them to not get in trouble, and I want them to know what they're allowed to do. Um, in this case, if a person and he was at the time not in possession of the gun and not threatening anybody when they detained him, right? That's my understanding. Okay, so are they allowed to have a gun drawn on him at that time? If you're if you're asking me, um, my opinion on two individuals who have carrying concealed permits using those guns to detain an individual that they think is a danger, they reasonably think is a danger. I I dig it. Okay, and I knew you would, and I I do too. Um, but that was my concern is. Yeah, you know, like, for example, if he tries to run away, they obviously can't shoot him. Right. He did, then he would no longer be a danger to them or someone else. But they, they weren't But, aware. I mean, even at that time, like, if they say to him, stay there, the sheriff's coming, and they got guns on him, and he's like, you can't shoot me, I'm running away. If, they, if he runs away, they can't do anything other than maybe tackle him, right? Well, that's typically correct. It depends on, uh, again, is it reasonable to think that he may turn around? Now, it depends on if he has a gun and he faces away it, from absolutely, them. Absolutely, sure. He turn around with a gun. But at that point, my understanding was that, yes, he didn't have the gun, but they didn't know that. They okay. were aware that he had already discarded the gun. They had reason to believe that he still had the gun on his person. Okay. So they did what I probably would do. I would detain him with, with my own version of a, of a firearm. Okay. So in that scenario, having heard the shots, believing they have a guy who might still be armed and therefore might still constitute a danger to them or to other people, their reasonable level of danger, concern, and uncertainty justifies them holding him at gunpoint in what is this kind of a makeshift citizen's arrest, but the gun is, is the key issue. Yeah, again, I think that the fact that he, uh, the knowledge that he had hit someone with a gun, that mm-hmm. he had fired into the store, 
uh, is certainly a head start into your belief that he may be a danger. Okay, fair enough. And and that's what I want to know because I you know again just I I want my hope because I think most people are not all that clear on these laws and these rules, and I want people to be crystal clear so that they don't do something stupid and get themselves in the bind. That's exactly. Right. I I don't want somebody in a situation. I I want them to be able to remember like they're about to do something dumb. Wait, sheriff said this. <laughs> you know, I want them to be clear. Well, and, and we've said it. How many times have I said the word reasonable? Yep. And we talk about is it reasonable to believe that that this person's armed and or a danger or a threat to you or someone else? And that's the same standard that we go by at the, at, in law enforcement. Yeah. And uh, by the way, I know this is not here, but just because it's kind of related. There was a case in uh, Texas where a guy there was a, 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 a um, uh, like a fast food place being robbed. And the guy had a gun, and he goes around and he takes money from all the patrons. Well, when he finishes with patron three, let's say, that guy pulls out his gun, shoots the robber dead. The gun turns out to be fake, something you can't really know in the circumstance right. unless, you know, I mean, you typically can't tell the difference because fakes are good, and, you know, maybe it was an airsoft or something. I don't unless know. There's all kinds of possibilities. Water, you probably don't know. Right. right. Um, and then he gave all the money back to everybody else, and then he left which apparently locally wasn't illegal, but they looked for him for questioning to find, and they're looking at charges for him. And I thought charges for him, he's defending himself. He's defending other people. The only thing he could have even remotely have done wrong is maybe leaving without talking to law enforcement at the time. But that based on just what I've told you, that's certainly within the realm of reasonable use of self-defense and deadly force, right? Yeah. If someone's robbing a store uh, or a bank or something like that, and you, and now, now we don't we don't necessarily say, hey, go and do this. We don't encourage someone to do this. Sure. Well, we encourage people to protect themselves or others. Be prepared. Yeah, and, and, and to be to be prepared. So in this case, it looks like he uh, he did that in his own way, and then he he left. Now again, do we wish he would stick around? Obviously, he would stick around. We do have a need to commute to talk with him. Sure. So we'll go out there look for him and find him. Um, but I, I don't know that there's something anything illegal about leaving at that at that time. Again, if we get there. And we know you've done it and we instruct you to stay. You can't leave then. Right. You're, you're being detained at that point just so we can kind of get a clearer idea of what took place. Because we don't know if your version of what took place is actually what took place. You could actually be someone that's, that, that's wanted for a, for a serious crime. So we, we are there um, and we would detain you. However, um, if we get there and you're no longer present, then we will do what we can to find you. And in this case, they have video. You know, you can see inside oh, yeah. the store, so you can yeah. see very clearly what happened. Hey, just on this last thing before we get traffic from Candy, um, I was thinking about this the other day. If you do wind up as a citizen with a concealed carry in a situation where police are responding, what? How do you want me to tell you that I'm a good guy? <laughs> I mean, because well, well, I, I would not have the gun visible. Okay. You know, yeah. I mean, I would do what you can to reconceal your weapon if you have an opportunity to do so. If if a cop gets on to you, then just obviously follow the instructions, um, and then let them know as quickly as you can that I, I, I'm not the suspect. Yeah. I, you know, and I have a concealed carry. Yeah. It's much same as is is we would ask people to do that um, at a traffic stop. Okay, because, I mean, I'm thinking about, like, this case where they had him at the bingo parlor. You know, you drive up on a situation, the guy with the gun, you presume, is the danger. But when the guy with the gun is the good guy, you know, right. <laughs> that's hard to thing to, to get communicated in uh, exigent circumstance. Uh, you guys had a kind of an unusual arrest this week uh, with uh, Marcus Flintroy on Nine Mile, right? Well, I mean, I, I will tell you that something like that happens probably on a weekly basis, but we, it doesn't happen in a at a gas station. Yeah, we had information that Flintroy... 
uh, was responsible for some shootings in, in some neighborhoods, and he was a you know a, a, a bad guy. He had been out of prison for about a year, um, doing like nine or ten years. He had twenty felony charges, I think nine felony convictions, and all this stuff. We knew who we were dealing with. The decision was made uh, based on some some verifiable intelligence uh, that he had weapons in his car and that he was this convicted felon. Uh, was to make a traffic stop. And typically we try to do that in as safe a location as we possibly can with as much manpower as we can. And stopped um, at a gas station. Yeah, he stopped. Usually you would think that's a... Right. Well, I mean, we he pulled into a gas the gas pump yeah. um, facing one way, and then another car pulled in front of him. We're thinking, hey, okay, well, he's going to get behind him, and he's, he's stuck. Uh, we didn't realize that the guy he was, that was pulled up in front of him was getting out and getting into his car. Now, two cars parked at a gas pump neither one of them pumping gas and and you know <laughs> what are they doing what are they doing anyway so we make a decision with the assistance of uh of the state police the fhp um they pull in behind us in a mark cruiser car behind him in a mark cruiser car and uh tries to, that we try to pin him in in the meantime we have two or three unmarked cars in the area and again we know this guy is is, is armed you know when we know he's a convicted felon when not we all this kind of stuff so he sees us and tries to pull forward rams one of our unmarked cars one of our spare we brought our spare unmarked car at the time um and and then he veers off to the right and hits another one of our unmarked cars which will now probably be a spare but <laughs> but and then we end up but they do a good job a good enough job of, of pinning him in there uh he decides like like many would be bad guys that um he's only a tough guy when he's the only one with a gun uh, in this situation, he was not. Um, he gets out and he runs behind the, the building, a brief chase. He's no track athlete. We catch him. <laughs> we um, we put him in cuffs and walk him back, come to find out. We were right. He had um, you know this AR pistol mm-hmm. um, with, with a 30-round loaded magazine, one chambered, and an extra 30-round magazine right in between the, the, the seats of his, of wow. his car. And additionally, he had a, a, a pistol with an extended magazine, again, fully loaded, one in a chamber, and again, an extra uh, magazine completely loaded in addition to uh you know a, quite a bit of fentanyl um a fentanyl press he's pressing these this fentanyl into pills mm-hmm. uh, just a uh, obviously a dangerous situation a a what we consider to be a dangerous individual and i i just gotta give credit to our guys i mean they they knew this guy um you know, based on the intelligence uh was armed and they knew he was armed well and and they still did what they what they had to do even though he's trying to you know ram cars and and all this sort of thing and obviously a special thank you to the highway patrol for helping us uh, with that situation and thank god he ran i mean because it could have been a lot worse you know a lot of horrible things could have happened in that situation so thank goodness that's all he did was ram the cars and then run you know as opposed to get out those weapons which you know well you know and and here's the thing um while while this is unique because it happened right there in the middle of the gas station and and there's a, a video of it yeah a lot of people saw it there's some comments on online um, but this stuff happens uh, quite a bit. Our guys are out there, our narcotics guys, our gun crimes guys, our patrol guys. We're out there stopping cars and people with guns um, all the time. They're they're doing the work. You know that's why when when people say, oh, you know, what, what's the sheriff's office doing about this gun crime? We're doing stuff like this, and we're doing stuff like this every week. Just what two weeks ago we I, I showed you 15 more guns that that we seized yeah. and, and and enough fentanyl to kill you know hundreds of thousands of people they're out there doing the job and and they're they're acting brave every day 
You uh, speaking of gun violence, you guys have a round, another roundtable that's coming up. Uh, what a week from tomorrow, Brownsville, January eighteenth, uh, five thirty uh, at Brownsville. Yes, we're going to kind of the 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 roundtable makeup will be similar to what we had last time. And, you know, we we floated some ideas, talked about some things, and and we were we tasked ourselves with going over it. Uh, what we talked about and maybe coming up with some some continued um, you know conclusions and some um, some game plans um, I'll be bringing you know some statistics and I'll bring some you know where we are state of the state type thing and then we're going to ask okay where were we where are we and what is what is the direction last thing I wanted to ask you about this is somebody actually called me and said can you ask Sheriff Simmons about this and I said well, yeah sure uh, is nine mile road recently you know not that recently but fairly recently has been completed uh, and it's a road that you feel like you could drive 100 on because of the way it's been built over by Navy Federal, uh, yet the speed limit is like 45. And uh, the residents, uh, according to this person, he says, uh, people are frustrated because they feel like the 45 is too low. You don't set that, but still the 45 is too low. And he feels like the uh, sheriffs are going after people aggressively for speeding in that area. And it's not really fair given the structure design of the road. Your comments. <laughs> no. It amuses me sometimes, and I, and I appreciate people calling with their opinions. I really do. We listen sure. to us. Um, typically, the complaint is, oh, my gosh, the speed limit is is uh, too high, and this is neighborhood, and this and that. In situations like that, we have, getting, we have received a number of complaints about people going too fast on that roadway. Mm-hmm. And so we were running radar there. We had run, uh, individuals running or deputies running radar uh, quite often. We were. Uh, running, writing tickets for for real speeders and or high speeders, and then giving warnings for those who are lower lower threshold. Um, I, I don't know that I have a comment. I mean, I it, the speed limit is forty five, and if you do sixty five, that's that's too fast. If if it, just because I feel like the speed limit is too low doesn't mean I can I can go faster than that. Right. I think that the best bet would be to petition whoever. I don't even know who comes up with. I'm assuming that the spar- state. Uh, I'm assuming it's FDOT. Yeah. Yeah. To, uh, takes care of this. I would I'll petition them, and I'm I'm sure they don't just flip a coin to determine the speed. I think that they probably use the width of the road, how many cars, yep. the setback, all that kind of stuff. I'm hoping that that's that they have a, a <laughs> right. some sort of a of a. They don't spin a, the speed limit wheel. wheel. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I hope they, that they do that. So I, I while well, I understand. Um, you know, we have an obligation to, to to try to keep speed at a moderate pace. And if the speed limit is 45, then then go no longer than 45, 50 at the most. And I think the, the my key takeaway from what you said is that there are some people who are going to be angry for speed being enforced. And there are also some people who are going to be angry that speeding isn't being enforced and people are speeding too much. And so your job is to enforce the law, even though you don't set the speed limit. And that's that's the key. Uh, Chip Simmons, Sheriff of Scambia County, as always, sir, thank you for what you do to keep our, uh, our community safe from all the variety of dangers that we face. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. You bet. Y'all take care. Absolutely. 551 here on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Ben Scola Morning News. And, you know, um, if you've got parents who are older, right, if you're, you're mid-40s and 50s maybe and you're starting to notice some changes in your parents that they're maybe not as good at uh, taking care of themselves and doing all the things, and maybe you've been helping them or maybe, you know, you hadn't seen them in person for a little while, but you did see them over the holidays and you kind of suddenly noticed, oh, they seem different. Um, maybe they need some help. Well, that's why John Horton started his company, Assisted Living Locators, is specifically to help people just like you figure out how much help they need and where is the best place for them because you know you might have said to yourself like I'm never putting my parents in a nursing home and I understand that I do I absolutely understand but there's a different level of care called assisted living that is very different from a nursing home it's very independent it's like living in apartments basically except you have people who are going to help you with bathing and dressing and grooming and toileting and sort of activities of daily living is what they call it and uh, it's still a very independent way of living and you might not 
have known about that, or you might have been reluctant to admit it. You know, like you see your parents, you're like, oh, that's not yet. Don't ignore the things that you're thinking. Pay attention to it and call John. Talk to him. Find out what's going on. Because if that does wind up being the best alternative for your folks, um, he knows all of the 40-plus different local places because that can be the other daunting thing is to figure out where there are so many to pick from. Well, he knows them all. Again, there's no charge for talking to him whatsoever. 712-0887. That's John Horton at Assisted Living Locators. As the new year unfolds, here's another reason to buy your new Volkswagen from Piedmore Imports in Pensacola. How about over $1,000 off MSRP on the 2022 Volkswagen Tiguan. These VW SUVs with third row seats are priced to move, so hurry and take advantage of these discounted prices on a limited quantity of the 2022 VW Tiguan. Discounted over $1,000 off MSRP. And Piedmore Imports is offering a finance rate of 3.9% APR up to 36 months on select 2023 models, including the VW Taos, Tiguan, Atlas Cross, and Atlas SUV. Plus, military discounts of $500 are always available when you buy your new Volkswagen from Piedmore Imports on New Warrington Road. Piedmore Imports. They're not in Car City, so you won't pay Car City prices. 106 New Warrington Road, just up the street from NAS Pensacola. Special APR rates for qualified credit through BCI. See dealer for details. Join Career Source Escarosa on the Pensacola Expert Panel tomorrow at 10. Andrew, Michelle, and guests will be here to talk about their upcoming career fair January 26th at the fairgrounds. They're looking for companies who need to fill positions, and they will be taking your calls and answering questions. That's tomorrow at 10 with Career Source Escarosa on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Parents usually know if their children will argue over their inheritance, but this can be prevented. I'm Wesley Odom with Armada Advisors. No one wants to see their wealth wasted away because of poor planning. I've assisted several clients with estate planning ideas and sometimes have served as trustee or executor upon their death. Give me a call at 497-6167. Armada Advisors is charting a better course. Pensacola right now with Bobby Rossi. Afternoons 4 to 7. After Dave Ramsey on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. There is no Kaiser Soze. Usual Suspects? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was uh, like, this is Unusual Suspects? Yeah. <laughs> not no. the song, but no. the... No, know. that was the name we always used to give at a restaurant. Oh, did you? Kaiser Sosa, Kaiser yeah, Sosa. I know. Did they get it? it was... Did they ever get it? No, but, like, nobody knew that movie back yeah, when it first came out. Then we started doing, oh, there's three of us? Little Pig. <laughs> Party of three. <laughs> nice. Yeah. 5.55 here on News Radio 92.3. Good morning. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. We always try to tell people that there's, uh, there's two Pensacola Morning News shows. There's the show you get from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m., which is one product. Right. And then there's the 5 a.m. to 6 a.m., which is the God knows what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's today, we talk today, dirty today and play the hits. That's right. No, we don't. Uh, David <laughs> Wayne is in the newsroom. Um, David, can you confirm there's a uh, there's two shows, not just one? Oh, yeah, there's absolutely two. <laughs> 
What's Two going on the news today? If we're getting let go, it's for the first hour. Oh, yeah. most definitely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, well uh, the FCC violations are definitely going to be in the first hour. Mm-hmm. All right, go on. It's safe harbor. Can't miss radio, that's for sure. Uh, more of the storms that have been soaking and flooding California are on the way, just what they need. The next big storm expected to hit Northern California and the Pacific Northwest later today. President Biden says he's surprised to learn that his lawyers found classified records at his old office. Reports say, uh, of course, just before last year's midterm elections, Biden's lawyers found about a dozen classified documents there from his time as vice president. And it appears today might be another rough day if you're traveling. Mm. Uh, Flights across the country right now being affected by some type of FAA computer outage. The FAA says that uh, their notice-to-air missions computer system has failed. The system contains information for workers that are involved in flight operations. Right now, there's no no estimate on when that system will be restored, but NBC News is reporting all flights across the country in the U.S. are being delayed or canceled. All? All. Oh my God. That's according to NBC News. Now I'm on okay, the, uh, yeah, the Pensacola, Pensacola. Right. I'm on the website, and there out. are a few flights that are listed as delayed. I don't see any canceled notifications yet, but uh, this apparently is all just kind of happening right now. So yeah, we'll find first, out. That's the first yeah. thing, and uh, everything is listed as on time for arrivals, departures. We've got a the couple are delayed uh, just slightly, like well, 40 minutes is not slightly, I guess, in an hour and a half to watch right. Reagan and Charlotte. And uh, yeah, so um, we'll see how this develops as the morning goes. Yeah. Best of luck. Yeah. Wow. All flights. That's that's according to NBC News right now. Now, that's not now, really checked, reflected have, in the, uh, you know, in what I'm seeing right. at the airport right now. Have they checked to make sure that the uh, the computer is plugged in Ooh. You know, to the wall? Because sometimes I'll send them a right. tip or turn it off and turn it back so, on. Yeah, again. right. You know, or just that would be the first thing. Yeah, that's the first thing tech support would recommend. Right. Yeah. You, do you ever have okay, you, David? I'm going to ask you this because I don't want to pick on Candy. Um, have you ever called tech support and they said, "Well, did you try turning it off and turning it back on?" I'm like, yeah, and then they're like, "Well, could you do it for me anyway?" And they do, yep. do it, and then it works. Uh, you know, I've yeah. never, I've never had to call tech support and had that actually work. Oh, usually, well, Candy and I are both hands up for that one. Yeah, 100%. both hands. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Usually, if I have to resort so to calling tech support, there's a big issue. Oh, no, same. And that's no, what's annoying same. about it is I'm like, yeah, people. of course. Yeah. And then you do it and you're like, mother. Right. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> David, thanks so much for the update. Oh, I had that happen. I had a, oh, and I couldn't, I had so much pride invested in it that I couldn't even admit the truth. I, um, I periodically order ESPN when there's stuff going on. Like I had ordered for yeah, the bowl sure. games and then mm-hmm. I'm going to cancel it in because I'm not. I don't, you know, I'm not made of money. Who can afford ESPN? Um, but um, I ordered it for the playoffs, and then it wasn't available for the game I wanted to watch. And so I called them to complain, and they tried to walk me through fixing it. And when we get all the way done, she's like, you know, well, have you tried the coaxial input in the back, tightening that? And I'm like, of course it's tight. It's always tight. Like I, so I hung up with her. I went back and checked it. Sure enough, it was loose. Isn't that the worst? Sure yeah. enough, I screwed it back in tighter. <laughs> and sure enough, 100%, it came on right after that. <laughs> Oh, I'm just so angry. Local talk with Andrew McKay, Jenna Barr, and Bobby Rossi is on News Radio 92.3. WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.